Welcome everybody, I'm Jared, he's DJ, and this is Number One Bullshit. Early Kruma Bush Day present to our fans. Y'all thought that <laughs> my fight picks were off this week because I'm a bad fight picker? No, dude. Twofold. One, I wanted you to catch up, man. I've told you this in a previous podcast. I love you to death. I wanted you to catch up to feel good toward the end of the year. Merry Christmas today. But also to our fans, your voice is gone. You're welcome. <laughs> now you guys get to hear me a lot today. Nah, man, how are you feeling? Uh, I feel decent. I sound like Froggy from Little Rascals. So. Yeah, you don't look sick. That's a good thing. You said you don't feel sick. That. You don't feel sick. But that voice, whew, it's rough. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> Super rough. So <laughs> sorry to everybody um, about that. And talking about super rough, Jesus, Armand Sarukian, dude. I my note for that is holy shit. Um, yeah, the exact words I wrote down. <laughs> I, I know, I know. So there's actually a couple experience things that I want to talk about for this fight. Uh, I mean, for this card, but one of these is this one because you don't want to jump the gun and be like, oh my god, Dari. But the problem is, is at his age. If your chin goes, it might go. And when he got popped, it was it was like he's not defending, right? Mm-hmm. It's a shame because he might be one of those guys that was on that long, crazy streak that w- w- could have been, and then the opportunity didn't come at his prime. Now, do I think that he's outside of his prom? prime? Mm, no. But we've seen him. we've seen him flat now twice in a row. It's tough. It's tough for him. Yeah, I mean, we just saw what it takes to be that next challenger yeah. with with Sarukian, right? And up until this point, he passed every test, and he just passed another one. You know, like when he got dropped by Joachim Silva the in his previous fight, it was like he did what a champion does, falls back on what he's good at, controlled the fight. Yep. And then here, just made a statement. <laughs> Excuse me. And everyone wanted to say like he was going to have to grapple. I mean, that's what I thought, right? That all week I was talking about, you know, is he going to be able to out grapple Darius? Did, didn't have to. He said, you can grapple with this right hand. <laughs> yeah, dude. And honestly, I don't want to make comparisons, but what I really like about Sarukian is the confidence he has is like Taporia, right? Sarukian is saying, I can beat Islam. There's no doubt. Taporia is doing the same thing. But for some reason, Sarukian is a little bit more likable to me. I don't know why. <laughs> like, I, I just like... And it could be, it could just be my fandom of Volk is higher than my fandom of Islam. My respect for Islam as a fighter is obvious. I mean, come on. I would be just straight up hater, right? Yeah. But like, I really like Volk. It just seems like he's one of the bros, you know? So mm-hmm. I don't want to see Taporia do it. But when, when Sarukin's talking that shit, I'm like, ooh, I want to see that real bad. Real bad. I, I like Sarukin. The thing I didn't like was the whole Bobby Green deal. I, I yeah, didn't that like was, that. That was, that was trash it it seemed like it was for the cameras it was really weird Mm -hmm. i don't get it i I agree with you on that i'm sorry when i was talking about like him i just like him as like the the person that i'm like a contender lightweight needs a contender they need someone exciting to be a contender and he's talking the shit and his performances come on you know can he can he beat islam well speaking of liking go ahead go over to your podcast listening service of choice like subscribe follow and then also go over to x at number one BS pod, give us a follow as well and see if you're already following, you would be notified when the episode 
drops when it drops on a Tuesday because my voice is gone. So um, one other thing I do just want to talk about real quick with Sarukian before we move on. Don't think he gets the title next. No, obviously they're going to do Dubron. Well, I shouldn't say obviously because they always do weird shit in the UFC. But I think I would love to see him fight Gaethje for number one contender. I would too. I just don't know why Gaethje takes that fight. I mean, I fought for the bad BMF belt, the only one that matters. The only one. <laughs> yeah. And with the idea of that, I'm next up. You know, like I'm next up. So. Yeah. If I'm next up, why am I going to go fight this other kid real quick? I might only have one more time in me. If I'm Gage, and no, don't get me wrong, Gage is not scared of the kid. Mm-hmm. But why would you? But you might not be fighting till December next year. Ain't no way. We Islam's got- not fighting before March, the right? summer. Yeah. Well, no, it, April, it, Ramadan's through April. Oh, so through earliest April. he would fight would be like end of June possibly mm. july so then i mean if that's a you know who knows how quickly he gets back in there yeah i don't know i mean yeah if it, it if it could be a gaichi sarukian the, the the problem is is if sarukian if sarukian is willing to fight again he might just get the you know like fuck it like we recency bias this guy mm-hmm. just did what he did quick too quick he did it quicker than Oliveira. now did Oliveira put in his lights or, you know, the way he beat him? Is that the beginning of the, the end for Darius? Hope not. Sorry, can look good. I mean, it's just, <laughs> and it's just the confidence. Yeah. And I, speaking of confidence, I am very confident we're going to see Islam Sarukian again oh, down the road. It has and that's, to be. Yeah. Especially because your first fight in the UFC, you get Islam. What's the growth? I mean, there's a story behind it. And he's talking that shit. Like, I'm 26, 27 now. I'm better than you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you might have made me level up. I'm better than you now. And I'm not saying I believe him, but if I'm a fan of Sarukian, I believe him. He made me a believer. Yeah, yeah he he makes me want to see a rematch for sure. He passed the biggest test of his career like like it was nothing. <laughs> like it yeah. was nothing, dude. Yeah. yeah, didn't break a sweat. Oh, my God, literally. It was amazing. Probably yeah. didn't sweat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was 64 he, seconds, I think. Yeah, you know who was sweating their balls off the whole fight, though, man? Mm. Your boy Kevin Gaslam, he got worked. 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 It was work it, Billy. It didn't, <laughs> it didn't look good. No, from man. his end, like it, it seemed like after that first grappling exchange, he was like, "Oh, okay, this is what the fight's going to be," and just accepted it. It it very much looked like he's. I actually thought he was going to make it to the end. Didn't. I mean, it's no. uh, he got Kamorid. Like, dude. who gets Kamorid nowadays? And a deep like. Away from the body, Kamora. I don't know much yeah. about Kamora's. I just feel like it's a heart submission. Like for me being uneducated, it was like his arm was in the crowd. It was insane. He he was getting bodied like yeah. that. That's what happens when you're getting sunned a little bit. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, and and, yeah, and that's was- and that's all you can say. Like Gaslam has to go back to like his camp and be like, what happened? Yeah, what happened? Well, and how beautiful. And it's kind of sad because the the talk the entire time, even on the broadcast, was about Gastelum. Like, let's talk about Brady. What a performance that guy put on. Oof. Um, I, and, and I will say this, too. I got caught up in the... I think Gastelum's a great fighter. I, I'm not going to, like, push him away at this point. But I got caught up in the weight cut. One of my biases really showed this 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 weekend where I was like, if his weight cut is good, I think that he's a better fighter. His weight cut seemed great. And Brady said, fuck that noise. 
Yeah. It's that's not like don't you're right. Don't forget who I am. I'm the other side of this fight. I'm the other half of this fight. You guys yeah, forgot it, who and he went in there. <laughs> and that's awesome for Brady because he got the best version of Gastelum. Mm-hmm. You know, there wasn't the excuse of struggling on the scale. And the other person that this really speaks to is Paul. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's not forget someone else's name, too. <laughs> yeah, remember the name. Yeah. But, like, now what he did to Brady, even that much more impressive. Yep. And then for Brady moving forward, called out IMG. You know, we'll, we'll see about that. I want to see the Jack Della fight. Henry oh, Poach was already booked. Yes, but, let's just see it. Mm-hmm. Like, Machado Gary's the name right now. It's it's easy, especially he's going through some, like, outside-of-the-cage type of stuff. <laughs> and he's brash. And he's, you know, it's hard to bet against him right now. I mean, it just seems mm-hmm. like his, his time is right now. If I'm Brady out, let me take that kid down. Let me take that kid down. Yeah. It was, it was, it was awesome. I don't care who he fights next. I just want to see him fight again. Yeah. It's been too long between yeah. fights. He needs to be more active. Yeah. You know, I hope the kind of injury bug snake bit thing doesn't keep going. Oh, man. Come on. Come on. What do you have <laughs> to say it for, man? Because, man, it's a reality. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, Brady looked really, really good. And, honestly, it didn't look like like, like how when you say it's like Gaslam accepted it, it's like Brady had no resistance to what he wanted to do. It was, it was insane, man. It was mm-hmm. insane. I, I, was, I was thinking going into that fight, I was like, all right, you know, Gaslam probably will slug it out with him and then, like, kind of grind it out. And it was – like middle of round two, I was like, "Uh oh, mm-hmm. yeah." Uh-oh. I was thinking the same yep. thing when he when he accepted the takedown <sighs> in round two. It was like, "Oh, yeah, this is a problem." Yep, and you kind of saw it on his face a little bit, like not mm-hmm. not like scared or worried, but kind of just like, "I'm I'm I don't know what to do next." Yeah, I don't want to yeah. swing off of Brady's balls, but I just I was so impressed with that performance, man. It was amazing, and like you're saying, like a Kimura. You just don't see much of those. I, I mean, there's a lot of things you don't see, like power slams. I mean, we'll see those later. Yeah. But well, no, you never see him except back to back, <laughs> dude. And I know you were catching up, and literally <laughs> the first one happened, the second one happened. I went, "What the fuck are we doing?" Uh, and by <laughs> myself, I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" I wanted to talk to you about it so bad. Let's talk about one of them. You choose. Yeah. So we'll go the Dracar closer because I called you after that one. I was like, dude, oh my god, yeah. I didn't know that the Cody Brundage one was happening next, and I had to just um, not talk about. It. I was just like, cool, yeah. man, yeah, pretty crazy, huh? <laughs> Which appreciate it, yeah, right? Because the no spoilers, really, really <laughs> yeah. appreciate it. Um, didn't get to see much from Dracar closer, but we did see him spike Joe Selecki on his head, <laughs> and and he he turned his body, hit him on the temple, and then. What I really liked is just his post-fight talk. I mean, his interview. <laughs> just like, I want the easiest fight. I want to make some money. It's one of those things that you're like, person personality. So you mm-hmm. have this highlight reel now. I mean, you're. I still see Rampage, uh, his slam, and that yeah, happened, the Arona slam. Yeah, that happened what early two thousands. Mm, yeah, like twenty years ago. This guy just did that, right? He he's got a highlight reel, so he can always say that. And he was the first one to do on the card, right? So it's like, yeah. you know, he's, yeah, I did it first. Whatever, copy my swag. But man, yeah. awesome. Can't wait to see him fight next. See what he does. Exactly. Next. Yeah. yeah he's, he's put together a couple good performances mm-hmm. in a row. Um, and then Cody Brundage, we talked about it last week. He needed this. And boy, did he 
against the guy that we were, I mean, we highlighted Zach Reese. Mm-hmm. You know, it was almost disrespectfully being like, we're going to talk about Zach Reese for this fight and not Brundage because we don't, and Brundage, when you're in the UFC, it's different, right? Mm-hmm. When, you're, when you're a consistent UFC fighter, fighting those people, training with those people is different. And his wasn't a slamming out, but it was slam. I have to hit you because the ref doesn't think you're out, but you're out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it was it showed Reese's inexperience mm-hmm. um, because the week before we saw something very similar with uh, Jordan Levitt and Chase Hooper, yep. and Chase Hooper let go, so mm-hmm. it didn't happen. Yep. And so, one one of the things that I saw with Reese was like kind of doing research with him in that and leading up to the you know the fight how how we kind of just highlighted him like we got to see him grow, but. It's different when you're growing outside of the UFC. It's, mm-hmm. it's a shame to say because if it's in Bellator or one championship or PFL, that growth can translate to the UFC better. He's here. This is a big lesson learned. I don't think the UFC should cut him, but you come back. You have to come back huge after that. And Cody Brundage, like he just earned himself another UFC fight, right? He just earned. Yeah, it. he saved himself. Yes, yes good yes. for him. But needs good to keep needs to keep it up because. It wasn't going, it wasn't like we were talking about. He's done if he loses. Mm-hmm. And talking about saving, um, Bobby Green's corner, the ref, there was multiple people that failed that man, dude. How, how watching the fight, I'm like, oh, he's out, he's out, he's out, he's out, he's out, man, he's out, dude, mm-hmm. he's out. It was how what, the when Bobby Green finally went limp, he got three more punches to the head. That's too many. Yeah, face down, limp. Like not, I mean, it was it was bad. In most fights, after the first follow-up strike, based on the way he dropped, ref stopping it. Yeah. And you you always talk about this, and I really like, I remember when you first brought it up to me. I don't remember if it was on podcast or off podcast, but it made me think, and I'm like, yeah, when fights aren't of really consequence, why, why let them, quote, go out on their shield? Bobby Green wasn't trying to go on his shield. He was literally just trying to bl- and no shots to the back of the head. Very accurate by Jalen Turner and Jalen Turner, strong, big. It's got that. I mean, he just it it was it was hard to watch because whether you're a fan of Bobby Green or not, you don't want to see anybody take that damage. Yeah, that's life changing. It, it, it really is, and you know he's in good spirits. He's he's saying congrats to Jalen Turner, but. We all know that, especially 37 years old, and all you're doing is you have your hands up to your ear trying to stop some damage, and you have a man that's a killer on top of you needing a win too. Jalen Turner looked good. He Mm -hmm. he wasn't scared of the style. He wasn't scared to stand up. When he popped him, dude, it was, was, oh, man. Yeah, delayed reaction, stanky leg. Yeah, the stanky leg was scary. Yep, and my, my note to that was like, did did the did Bobby Green do something to the ref? What, what, it's like the, yeah. the ref part of Sarukian's crew or something because he wanted to see him die. Now can he come back like uh, your boy Canadian Ben yeah, can, can he come back and just be this killer? He, it's French. <laughs> it's, it's French. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I don't. And I want you to speak on it because it didn't even cross my mind. In my mind, I'm like ref save him. You brought mm-hmm. up a really good point. Corner save him. That's your yeah, guy. Yeah, throw the towel. Yeah. There was one angle where you could see 
his corner, like raising their hands, wanting the fight to be stopped, like wondering why it wasn't. And it's like, guys, you have the opportunity to stop it, throw the towel and save him because, I mean, you guys know he's not recovering from that. Like, help him out. It was really unfortunate, but it does bring a, a bigger discussion in MMA of why do people not throw in the towel more? So, yeah, let's 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 explore that a little bit, because you. You know, I've got to, I've had some time to be able to think about this since Saturday night or afternoon, really. And it, I think because usually in MMA. You don't have an opportunity to throw the towel because usually you're getting jumped on. Pummel. Like in boxing, it's mm-hmm. you get to have a chance that everything stops and you get to stand up and like pretend that you've recovered. But do, I don't want to give excuses to his corner because you're right. Like now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like my my job isn't to protect Bobby Green. My job is to be entertained. Their job is. Do you think it's just that it happens so infrequently that his corner standing on the sideline isn't even thinking about a towel because it just happens so rarely? Probably. That's yeah. probably part of it. And it it wouldn't happen frequently in MMA, like you alluded to, because yep. the finishes are there. But I think like Tony Ferguson, he yeah. has not been the same since Gaethje when the towel should have been thrown in. So like this is one of those things where if we see Bobby Green come back, I mean, he was a guy who ate a lot of punishment, never really went out. Doper put him out. And then now this, if he goes out again, like, they need to have that conversation. He's older. I think he's 37. 37. You yeah. know? Yeah. So like the scary it, to me, that's scary on multiple levels. It speaks to the culture, excuse me, in MMA where we're not protecting fighters. You know, I, I appreciate that Carrie Hadley at least was like, yeah, I totally screwed that up and owned it. Yeah. But also like, I want to know what he was seeing. Well, like, what did he see that made him think this can keep going? Well, and it's it's always nice to say, well, I appreciate the referee owning it, but y- you can't give him back those 10 yeah. unnecessary hits, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was he looking at? I mean, and I also really appreciate that the commentators, the UFC commentators will call a bad uh, mm-hmm. this thing out. And, oh, man, it, it's unfortunate because... There's something about Bobby Green I do like. I mean, it's not like his, I'm part of his you know, fan club or anything, but there's just something about him I like. But just knowing that these men and women go out there and like really put their health on the line, I have to accept that I'm okay with looking at a knockout. I don't care to accept. I don't, I don't want to be okay with watching someone uh, take too much punishment unnecessarily. So that one was rough. It was borderline street fight-ish. You know, really like someone that can't like stop their temper. Mm -hmm. Uh, The only thing that was missing was like the additional head kick when the guy's already out, you know, just like, yeah, or somebody screaming world star. Um, (laughs) Well, I was saying that in my house. (laughs) (laughs) World star. Um, But the other unfortunate thing about this is now an amazing performance on short notice by a guy who openly admitted he did not want to take this fight. He had turned it down and then they said, basically, you have to take it. Mm puts on a performance like that and it's overshadowed by a poor stoppage, like a late stoppage. I've actually thought about this and I don't know if it's going to be overshadowed because this is what some people do want to see. It doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter what type of fighting you like to watch. Some people want to see this right here where it's like, you know, well, she should just protect herself. I think Jalen Turner though, 
might have an opportunity to use this as like a real big, like on, on my least motivated moments, I show up, right? So like his next fight, if this is me not wanting to fight, what is it going to look like when I train and I do want to fight? So good win for him. I, you know what? Not a good win for him. Great win for him. Great win. <laughs> um, and my apologies if y'all are hearing clicking, I got lozenges in my mouth. So to apologize for that, y'all. Um, but one of the things that he had talked about at the press conference too was how he felt bad that he had taken lives off of or years off of Dan Hooker's life. Yeah. And so like, you know, that kind of stuff already plays with his mental a little bit. Yeah. And then now this, yeah, you know, like it, now he sounded a little different post fight press conference. Mm-hmm. He was like, you know, this is my job. It's not on me to stop. So it, it was interesting to see that switch flip from like reflective during fight week to still in the moment a little bit, yep. you know, within an hour of the fight. Um, but I hope long-term it doesn't mess with his mental because yeah. it can, right? Putting a savage beating on somebody can mess with you. And and it's different. A savage beating where someone's like actively, like I'm getting punched, but I'm still getting up or I'm still fighting. This was Jalen Turner having someone on their face and him being like, I have to keep punching till you stop. I hope it doesn't mm-hmm. either because he doesn't deserve to feel guilty. Unfortunately, as a human being, he may but this mm-hmm. isn't one of those times just like, bro, you held on to a submission too long or you punched somebody after bell. It's like the referee just didn't give a fuck in that moment or he made a mistake. Mm. But Bobby Green, he'll take some much needed time off, recover. Jalen Turner can get back in next month. You know? mm-hmm. He can get back in whenever he feels motivated. Yeah. And I'd love to see him versus Drew Dober. I oh. think that's a fun one. Um, I don't know if he can fight up enough for it, but him versus Michael Chandler's violence. Oh, right? yes. like that would be fun. I don't think Chandler accepts that fight, but oh, those two. Yeah, exactly. Those two would be fun, though. I I mean, you could put him against Son Denis, but that, I don't like Turner just did you guys a solid. Don't yeah. don't do that to that man. Uh, and 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 kind of speaking of, you know, getting up and fighting Figueredo, man. Mm. Like, mm. honestly, I thought Rob Font was just going to be too long for him. Figueredo, my, my Figgy has power. He, mm-hmm. has, he brings power to Bantamweight. And I feel like we're going to see him look real small against a lot of people. Imagine him next to Sanhagen. Yeah, but I don't like, did Font look small next to Sanhagen? Uh, no. I'm I'm sorry. When I say small, I just mean rangy, right? Like I think Sean O'Malley's gonna look longer mm-hmm. if he ever gets to. I think yeah. I think Sanhagen's gonna look longer. I think Cheeto's gonna look longer, right? These guys are gonna look longer. But what everybody has to respect now is that Figgy. Maybe he looked a little timid because there was times that I was like, hmm. It, it seems like he's kind of holding back, not holding back, kind of standing back. But if I'm if I'm his team now, I'm like, dude, you have the power. You're you're Figueredo, dude. You're the champion. You just fought the same guy. Four times in a row. Now you got a new opponent, and you beat him in a higher, mm-hmm. higher division up. Font was looking pretty good until Figgy cracked him. Yeah, fight changing power. Yes, it is. So, yeah, what do you do There's, with Font, uh, man? What do you do with Font? <laughs> I don't know because he did show improvement. Yep, right. Like he kept getting taken down, but he kept standing back up, which he couldn't against San Hagen. Maybe some of that is Figueredo being a little mm-hmm. smaller. Um. 
the takedown defense still does need some work, but he the first attempt in the third round, he stuffed. Yep. So, like, you can tell he's still getting better as a fighter. But if you can't beat Figueredo, like, top 10 gatekeeper now, right? Like, you're he already fought Yanez, but guess what? You're going to get the winner of this week's fight between Song and if Gutierrez wins, you're going to have to fight Gutierrez. You're going to have to fight Jonathan Martinez. You're going to have to fight these guys now. Yeah, it's it's a shame because I do agree with you. His takedown like defense, or at least getting back up, did look better. He got taken four mm-hmm. times. Four out of seven. Not terrible. But yeah. let's live in a world where Font's next fight is Sterling. He's getting taken down 100% of the time. But yeah. like still, right? I don't think he's made that much improvement. Now what do you do with Figgy? I mean, imagine Figgy fighting... Aldo or some crazy shit. You know what I'm saying? Like Peter Yon. What a call. That would be. That's the one. And if I'm Peter Yon, why not? It's a former champion. He just came and bought, beat Font, who's in the top 10. And me being like, I want to get back to that thing. Let me let me take care. That is such a good matchup. That's They're such both a good older. Matchup. Yeah, and Figueredo's older. Right? Yeah. He's 36. Yep. So you got to fast track him. If you think you got something, fast track him. Yeah. Fight Peter Yon. You know, we'll see what happens after that. He, I don't think he'll fight Cejudo. Maybe he will. Um, but that was something I did want to allude or talk about as well, just real quick. And they mentioned it on the broadcast. How different Figueredo looks now from a stance standpoint. He has that Cejudo like sideways karate, like moving the head back. And it's all all stems from the Pitbull brothers um, kind of karate type style. It's really cool to see it start to catch on. Um, but yeah, what more can you say about what Figueredo did? N- not much. I would love to see. I think Figgy Figueredo said Dominic Cruz too, right? Like he wants to fight Dominic Cruz. Mm-hmm. That, I think that would be a great fight too. Just because, yeah, he's older, but you still have to think that he's a championship material fighter. So if you put him up against the best of the best and he loses his next one, he might be in a kind of like a... Oh my God, his name is escaping. You just said his name too, Michael Chandler. Just, Michael Chandler situation where you're like, you're going to come in. You're probably you're probably going to fight for the belt, and then you just have too many close fights. Mm-hmm. Figgy versus Peter Yawn would be awesome. It yeah. would really tell us where Yawn is and where Figgy is. And if Figgy beats Yawn, I don't care who he fights next. Yeah, five round that main event fight oh. night. Like let's. What, yes, a, what a please. main event. What a main yeah. event that would be. Yeah, it'd be freaking awesome. Tweet it out, um, man. Go ahead and tweet it out. Yeah, oh, it was part of my my post-fights wrap-up tweet for sure. Yeah. Um, now, one that you and I have very different opinions on uh, is the Veronica Hardy-Jamie Lynn Horth fight. Um, we spoke briefly after it, but I thought Veronica Hardy showed continued improvement. So I rewatched because here's the thing. When I was watching the fight live, Hardy clearly won round one, right? He, she's just faster. She's mm-hmm. more slick with the combos. Like that Taekwondo style is her shit. You know, her takedowns are her takedown. Her grappling game is not up to par where I think, you know, it, should, it doesn't have to be right now, but mm-hmm. we're not talking about that. Her strength right now, that Taekwondo shit, especially with another person that's bigger, taller than her, you know, much uh, bigger, uh, much, much bigger. bigger. The thing, well, I mean, I mean, Hardy clearly won one, Horth clearly won three. Live, I was like, well, I feel like 
I would have to give Horth two just because she controlled her more and she ended the fight on top. And then you and I spoke briefly and you were like, nah, man, Hardy definitely won two. I was like, all right, well, let me rewatch it. And rewatching it, I feel like it was an even fight. And the only difference was after Hardy kind of knocks her down or gets her down and she pops back up. After that, it's pretty much cage work for the rest of the time. She won the cage battle in terms of like no damage done. Horth just won the cage battle, took her mm-hmm. down, won the takedown battle in terms of I'm just on top of you. Really, again, no damage. Actually, the damage from the takedown was the upkick, right? Yeah. Is the upkick. But unfortunately, we live in a world where that's not going to be as scored as highly as the takedown. I'm not upset with that, with them saying that she won two rounds to one Hardy. I'm just, man, I don't want to be negative Nancy. I just don't. I don't sometimes like the eyeball test. I'm like, oh, I can see this person. I don't see exactly what you're seeing with this person, but she keeps winning. Eventually, I'm going to see it if she has it. Right? Yeah. I just thought that the it if she was somebody who had six fights total, not twelve. Yep. I think we're viewing as like, man, this is a really good prospect. So that's. Excuse me. That's how I'm looking at it. And so as a prospect, because she's different after taking that time away. Mm-hmm. And there was she looked improved when she came back from her previous UFC fights, and she looked better in this fight than she did against Juliana Miller. She got bodied. A horth is bigger. Yeah. But the side to side, the movement, the blitz in and out, she was hurting her with the hands. That's what was impressive to me. She started to fade round three. I don't know if it was fatigue or just getting cracked with the step and elbows. But she also had the presence of mind post-fight to know exactly what she needs to work on. Like It it was just an impressive performance from the standpoint of she's not sniffing the top 15 and should not for some time. But, I mean, if she continues to improve like this, that's intriguing to me. Sure, and I think I think one of the things that I'm looking at her, and maybe I'm being unfair, is that I'm looking at her like, okay, how does she match up with the top 15? And I think that she gets stomped right now, but mm-hmm. that's only because, only because, yeah, maybe maybe the third round elbows is fatigue, but we've seen her fatigue too too much in three round fights. But her her stand up is so with them kind of saying she and I want to talk about the eye poke a little bit too. But with mm-hmm. with them saying that she can do power lifting, maybe that helps with the takedowns because the cage work she didn't get taken down as quickly. She just maybe the power wasn't there to really push her back away because from a distance that's where she's fun. She's fun from a distance on the ground. Yeah, the up kick was great, but I don't think it was one of those like ten out of ten up kicks. I think it's one of those scramble things and like got you especially for how tall she is. But the eye poke was weird, right? It's like it happened. They She called it out. The referee's like, nah. And then like 30 seconds later, they stopped the fight. For the, yeah. is that, is, I, I, don't, I can't think of a time that happened before. Yeah, I, I think that has to do with they're in Texas. It's local ref. But, you know, but it, stops Hardy, it stops Hardy's momentum, though. It I'm, really does. I'm with you. Because, it was a bad, bad decision by the ref. Either you stop it or you don't. You yeah. don't delay um, yeah, I think procedurally it was horrible. And, and watching the replay, yeah, it was a poke in the eye, but the referee should have been like, 
I'm going to let this happen now and stop it. And then just be like, okay, it wasn't like, like we talked about the new procedures. Never mind, It wasn't an eye poke fight now, but Hardy had, I can't, I don't know if it was actually 30 seconds. She had 30 more seconds of control and then you just stop and lose the position. I don't, I don't really yeah. get, cause that changes, that changes that round. 100%. 100%. Yeah. It was strange. Yeah, just, yeah. It was just bizarre. Yeah. And two crazy fights. I did, I wasn't even like really writing about them or like I was watching. I was like, okay, this kind of is what it is. But that Wellington Terman, uh, good in fight. Oh my uh, God. I mean, Terman was just dominating him the first round, right? Like it was just like, oh, this is a really good performance mm-hmm. by Terman. And then. Heard him again in the second round. You're like, okay, yeah, like Terman's about to do this. And then Korak. <laughs> Gooden said, fuck that, dude. And when he came mm-hmm. out, he beat him up. When when he when he when he got his lick back, because Terman was he was he was beating him up. He he just was beating him up. It was like how you said that's my my notes was he's got some hands on him, right? Like mm-hmm. he's he's but Gooden, it was like something switched in him. Something just switched that that killer instinct switch, right? Like, I got you. It was out of blood in the water. Oh, he's one of those guys. Blood in the water. He swarmed. Yeah, that was crazy, but not as crazy as the next fight. That was also an insane comeback between Blotto and Potieria. That was, I mean, the light heavyweight zombie dude. What is going on? I mean, once again, was watching it in the first round. I was like, okay, cool. And then there was that weird combo at the end where he was like (laughs) killer instinct combo, like with his back on the cage. But then he hurt him. Otieria hurt him badly at round two. That might be the first time I've seen like a 10, eight, possibly 10, seven. And then the guy gets finished in the same round. Dude. I mean, first of all, okay. Could the fight have been stopped? Would you have been mad if the fight was stopped? No, I would not have been mad. It should have been stopped. He said he was knocked out. This is this is the thing. Is like, especially when the hammer fists were going on. I'm like, dude, he's he's out. But I mean, <laughs> I don't know how to feel about it because he wasn't <laughs> out out. <laughs> you know, like there's something about him. And when he when you felt the momentum shift, you saw it. How do you say his last name? Bellato? Is it just Bellato? Yeah. When you yep. saw Bellato switch, he switched, dude. And Potieria, whatever the hell. There you go, man. See, I got you, bro. He's. I mean, first of all, Bellato's tough as fuck, but to to go from like you're saying, like a ten eight, to getting stopped. Okay, that was awesome. It was awesome. Like the momentum yeah. shift was awesome. It was two big guys, so it's like you feel the power. Whew. And Bellato, yeah. after the fight, like after that was done, after you know he gets the stoppage. I mean, he's he's up running around feeling good. It's like, yeah, he had it in him. He wasn't. It wasn't like a lucky punch. It was savagery, dude. Yeah, and you know, kind of brings it back to the corner throwing in the towel, good and bad stoppages. You know, because like conceivably, his corner could have thrown in the towel when he was lying flat on his back, getting hammer fisted. Um, not good. No, but this also, as cool as the fight was, does speak to the skill level. At light heavyweight, because this had like heavyweight vibes yep. to it, to it with about two minutes left in round two, and they were uh, uh, just yeah. like sloppy. But neither of these guys is ever going to fight for a title. Sometimes this is just what 
the fight you want to see, right? Especially in like the heavier division. Yeah, it was. You're right. It was. It was a heavyweight style fight where it's just like punch, you know, like rock him, yeah. sock him. But I mean, how did he not go out, man? How did he not go out? How did Bellato even win the well, fight? Well, he did. He said he was unconscious. <laughs> right, <fair laughs> he was like, I was out. I got knocked out. I don't know. Well, what happened? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like repeatedly said, I don't know. Uh, I, he said in the post fight because I didn't watch the yeah. post fight. Okay, yeah, he was talking it. to Cormier. Cormier was asking him and he was like, I don't know. I was knocked out. <laughs> like flat said it. And then he was like, I have to walk man. Tough. And he was like, I don't know. Hey, respect. I, don't, I don't know. Respect. Yeah. Straight pleading the fifth. Um, fifth. Fifth. And then uh, two old heads that I do want to talk about real quickly. And in one of these, I mean real quickly. Good on you, Misha Tate, getting the win. We don't need to say any more than that. Good on you for getting a win, coming back and doing that. Yeah. Domination, um, first of all. I mean, it was. Yeah, it was- absolute domination yeah. yeah so good for me should say don't know if i need to see her fight again um that would be an awesome one to ride right off into the sunset on but is what it is now somebody that I do want to watch fight again clay guida oh my god like it's just it, fun it, if you can't put him out which seems impossible mm-hmm. that dude has one like speed and it's forward and like i'm nothing's gonna stop me it is and I was so impressed with Guida, but that's what he does. Silva to not fade mentally or physically. I was like, oh, this guy's got something in him too. But mm-hmm. Clay Guida, he's too old to have that dog, and he's got that dog. He's, you know yeah. what? He's what I want Tony Ferguson to be. Yes. You know, yeah. at this age. Well, with Silva, one, he let go of the guillotine, so he was not on his back to end the fight, which yep. was really smart. Yep. But then, yeah, a lot of times you see those big muscular guys, and when the tide turns, it turns and they accept it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, nah, I ain't going out like that, and and flipped it back in his favor in the third round. So just overall a, a fun fight. I will never accuse somebody of doing drugs, ever. But I will say, Clay Guida has big yayo energy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you don't have to accuse him, but he does them. <laughs> like, even after the fight, it's like, dude, stand still. But the scary thing is, is that you're like, yo, you can go two more rounds. Mm-hmm. Like, did you see him walk out? Yes, he revived everybody. Yes, everybody. He is just, mm-hmm. it's just some people just have that thing in them where it's just like, I don't get tired. He doesn't mm-hmm. get tired. I mean, even to be getting rocked because he was getting hit too. But he got I, hurt badly, badly, and and, and honestly, uh, I kind of was writing Clay Guida off. And it's like, well, shame on me. But in the third round, I started writing Silva off. And I was like, once again, shame on me. He did not give up on himself, man. And and, yeah. and that right there, Silva now knows. He now knows. I have it in me, dude. It was yes. <laughs> yeah, it was a fun one. And that was just a fun, fun fight. Yeah. From an old head, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sometimes you just want to see those. Yeah. Right? Like we we talk about the fight nights. You have your fights a consequence, like our main event, like the Jalen Tur- Turner Bobby Green fight, the Figgy Font fight. But then you also have you have your prospect fights, which we saw with Zach Reese, which didn't play out too well for him. Um, Veronica Hardy did show up, and then you have these just fun fights, right? Dracar Close and Joe Selecki, just fun. Guida Jochim so fun, like just awesome fights. Love fight nights. Hate when people are like, "Oh, I don't know who these guys are." Well, I, I don't mind that either. I don't mind that aspect of it, but I also like fight nights with a fucking fun crowd. UFC, the mm-hmm. Austin, Texas crowd was good, right? Like, and they were like when they were yelling Guida's name, 
it's like that's just respect right there and like you know he's like ow <laughs> you know you know he's like getting you stuff for it i thought it was a great a, a really amazing night of fights i mean realistically it's not like the hardy fight was bad it just didn't get stopped it was still a good fight you know like these were just yeah. top to bottom really good fights and then you know like i said i'll let you catch up a little bit you're welcome <laughs> And then we're going to go from that to the apex because this week's card that was supposed to be in China, China, China <laughs> is now taking place in the apex. Um, but it's going to be a good one. There's some really, really exciting stuff to look out for here. And uh, I was really intrigued looking at the card this week, but there was only 10 fights. I know. And uh, yeah, I was like, how are you going to do a 10 fight card? But they've added two more. Um so, first of all, Daniel Marcos um, is taking on Carlos Vera. That's going to be a catch weight at 140. Uh, Daniel Marcos was supposed to fight uh, in Sao Paulo, but that fight got canceled back in November 4th. Uh, so, if you want to get a little breakdown uh, on what we think about Daniel Marcos, go back and listen to episode 18, previewing Sao Paulo. And then the other fight um, actually was supposed to be last week is now happening this week. Steve Garcia versus Mel Costa was originally a featherweight fight. It's now going to take place at lightweight. So if you want our take on that, we talked about it last week. So go back and listen to last week's episode to hear uh, what we have to say about that. And I'm just going to throw on the tinfoil hat here real quick. So the card only had 10 fights. Well, 11 once they added Daniel Marcos. They're like, you know what? We need more fights. All of a sudden, Steve Garcia, undisclosed illness, mm -hmm. not weight cut related. We're going to have to pull this fight mm -hmm. from the card. And, oh, but he's better. Yeah. Ready for it this week. Yeah, I, I honestly, I was going to ask you if you think that it was like what, what the deal was. But, I mean, if someone's sick and you're like, hey, I don't know if you, I can. You didn't use air quotes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sick. Okay. And. Maybe in behind the scenes, UFC's like, well, are you willing to fight next week? Maybe maybe they paid these guys a little extra just to pay. I mean, that would be awesome. I'm I'm being very optimistic about this right now. I don't know if that's how the UFC runs, but I mean, at least we get to see it because I think that's really gonna be a good fight. Be fucking awesome. Yeah. Fight. So like, I'm really excited. I was bummed last week when it got canceled. And they, and they need something, right? Uh, yeah. Just because you're right, ten ten fights. That's not the trend that they're having. Uh, the trends on the and so hey, we get to see. Two more fun fights on this card because yes. this card is not name value huge, but as you guys are about to hear, it is it it has it has some some goodins. Oh, there's some shit to look forward yeah. to. That that's for sure. Starting off, um Luana Santos taking on Stephanie Edgar. That fight's taking place at Bantam Weight. Uh, Santos made her UFC debut at Flyweight. Not exactly sure why she's fighting up at Bantam Weight. Mm -hmm. uh, but you have two very, very high-level judokas fighting here. Um, Santos was on the Brazilian national team. Actually, she's part of that Ronda generation where she got into judo because of Ronda and then saw Ronda having success in MMA and followed that. Edgar is somebody that competed. Um, I believe she was also a national champ um, for... Or is she from the Nether or Denmark? Uh, but she is well. You wanted her to be from Netherlands so bad. Huh? <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> um, but so really, really interesting. I want to see the clinch work here. 
Um, Santos does carry power, but she swings very wildly. The the striking leaves something to be desired, but power in women's fighting is not always there. So that is an intriguing, I don't want to say so, attribute that she has that not everybody has. She's young as shit. She's 23. She's only had seven professional fights. Um, So this is... This is a, a good step up for her, uh, but realistically, we've seen some of the cool grappling exchanges. I think we might get some really good um, clinch exchanges here. So for me as well on this fight, like one of the things I'm trying to see, because Santos just seems like this young, I, I mean, the judo base, especially in women's fighting, just seems so clutch. Mm-hmm. But is this going to be one of those fights where you have two I don't think Santos is going to shine in judo base right now on this fight, obviously because of the person that's across from her. Is this one of those times that we see an experienced person show their experience? And and when I say experience, I'm not saying she's fight experience, but she's she's got 18 years on her or 15 years on her. That makes a difference. It does, right? And is this yeah. going to be... Oh, wait. I'm so off. How old is she? She's 35. I'm sorry, 12 years. My math ain't so good. It but, ain't good. but is it just going to be one of those fights where we see Santos either really shine into her potential, or do we see someone that's like where the where the uh, kind of experience because your strong suit is the other person's strong suit? Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to see that striking. That's I, why it's fun. I, I think Santos is a harder hitter, but but to your point, a little bit wild, right? And is that is that just young? not filling into technique wild or is that what kind of energy is that? I think it's going to be, yeah, this is a fun one for a potential prospect. Yeah. We'll we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Like if Santos gets the win here, that's another step, right? She beat Juliana Miller, who is also very inexperienced. Yeah. But then now you get a, a win against somebody who has, you know, 12 professional fights, almost double yep. what you have. And they, you know, then you just keep stacking. She doesn't have to be rushed along. She can take her time. You know, I, th- I think this is, we're going to learn, and, wh- and, which and, is always fun. And real quick, does she stay at Bantam, Bantamweight? That's what I'm interested in, to yeah. see what she looks like at Bantamweight. Is she doing it because she thinks it's a quicker path to the title, mm-hmm. which I don't think is the best idea. I'm a big believer in people taking their time yeah. um, to, to work their Especially way up. at her age, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. If she was like 28. Okay. Yeah. Like I get it. She didn't need to fast track. So yeah, I'm interested about that part of it too. I hope somebody asks the question during the press conference. Tweet her, man. She might answer. Yeah, she, she might. Yeah, she might. Um, and then also we got, a Kanan song. And once again, there's a good amount of Asian and particularly Chinese fighters on this card because it was supposed to be in China <laughs> um, taking on Kevin Juse. And it's just going to be an interesting fight. Kanan song has some crazy power. He hurt Rolando Bedoya a couple of times. And Bedoya is that guy um, who just massive head, always smiling um, <laughs> and can't be put out. But song hurt him. Song dropped IMG. I mean, he's put IMG in the most danger that we've seen him in yep. in the UFC. So that's interesting. And then Juice is an interesting one. Fights out of city kickboxing. He's six two at welterweight. And and, and what and what they big boy. what they say out of him at that camp like when 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 you have city kickboxing saying your kickbox his kickboxing is great. I'm gonna believe you 100 percent of the time. His mm-hmm. kickboxing is great. 
and he's a, I mean, really good judo, which a lot of times we've seen on the men's side in MMA being shorter fighters, mm. like a Hector Lombard, mm. right? A guy, a guy like that, Satoshi Ishii. Whereas now, I mean, it's six two at welterweight, like that. Think about the leverage he's getting there, and you know, it's a very interesting piece to his game and. In his last fight against Kiefer Crosby, now he fights with his chin in the air. He got clipped a couple times, but the second it went to Crosby, tried to take him down, Tuesday was like, cool, now step into my office yep. and <laughs> yep. took the back, strangled him. I mean, it was it was impressive. Yeah. So I want to see what does that look like against somebody who is, Tuesday has 11 fights, Song has 28. Yep. So this is a huge huge step up in competition for him and and i want to know what does that what does that look like you know song has shown the ability to stand in there with rangy guys and hurt them yep and and this is and juice's chin's in the air you know i think either way we're going to see something fun oh it have to be and then we got god there's so many good fighters on this card just intriguing fights um we'll we'll jump uh here to a trio of flyweight fights that i am you know me and in, in the short kings yes sir right we out here baby even though my driver's <laughs> license says six two now yeah. <laughs> instead of short king baby nice nice <laughs> so they gave you a whole foot huh um um so uh, math five five <laughs> to six two it's not a whole foot man chill yeah yeah five chill, five yeah uh-huh. and a quarter <laughs> Give me that. So quarter. the f- we got first one we have uh, is our. Burr, 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 burr. Thank you. Got you back home. <laughs> Hyunsung Park taking on Shannon Ross. Um, Hyunsung Park coming off of the road to UFC tournament last year, won the flyweight tournament. The man's eight no seven finishes, three by knockout, four submissions. And when you watch him fight, just like with all of these young. Or should I say, like, outside of the UFC, lower weight class fighters, the skills are so evolved. He does such a good job of, like, cutting off the cage, controlling what's going on in the cage. It's so impressive. And and I know where, I, I know where this is going. We're highlighting Sung Young Park, right? Hung Young, whatever it's like, Park. Hyun Sung Park. Yeah. There you go. But let's keep it real. Ross is 34 years old. He's been knocked out three times in a row. It's not like it's a showcase fight Park, for Hyun Sung Park. Park is a better grappler, so it's not like he's scared. So why not test? Let me test your chin, mm-hmm. and he can test your chin. He's not he's not just a grappler. This is this might be a highlight performance for Park right now. This this could be, and and you know what? If Ross gets through him, good for him. But I, man, can you imagine a world where like Park really just doesn't kind of show up for this moment right now <laughs> and, and that's what they're that's why they're putting him here yeah. right that's what they want to find out yeah he's a little for only having eight fights he's 28 so yeah. he you know he's somebody that you can push along a little quicker than one of the guys we're going to talk about here in a, in a second but yeah like hey let's put this kid on the stage Let, let's see and it's tailor-made for him yeah. right he has he has good striking. He's got a nice jab. He's got good calf kicks. The combos that he unleashed against Sirigar were very, very nice. Sirigar is a little less experienced. 
But the other thing that he has is what we're seeing more and more in modern MMA, and that is the ability to get to the back. I mean, you look at all three of his fights from the road to the UFC, got to the back, strikes, rear naked choke, rear naked choke. Yeah. <laughs> like he he finds his way there, and he's because of his confidence in the grappling, he almost has that Duke Bronx in him. Where he'll get tagged and just drop to the ground and be yeah. like, "Okay, yeah, well, like, well I mean, I, come, come down." You just said it's the last a, a little bit ago. Welcome to my office. This is it. Yeah. This is it for me. I'm not scared to get hurt as long as I don't get knocked out. Right? If you get knocked out, it's over. Mm-hmm. I'm not scared to get hurt because come and and you, you'll have a tough time. <laughs> it's yeah, not going to be fun. You recover, yeah. right? Yep. Because even if you don't, even if it's not a massive strike, and you're just kind of like, "Oh, that woke me up a bit." If you wanted to get the fight to the ground anyways, you just didn't have to get a takedown mm. if they follow you, yeah. right? Like, it's a it's a very, very nice weapon to oh, have. Hell yeah, dude. And, and he, he weaponizes it. It's, it's fun to watch. Another one that is super fun to watch, Tatsuro Tyra. And I, you know, y'all that listen, that have been listening for a while, you know, we're we're big fans of this, man. The, the Japanese hope. Always going to rep Japan, baby. Oh, for sure. For sure. We'll always rep Japan. But the guy's 23. He's already 4-0 and in the UFC. Yeah. Um, he, he made his debut in May of last year. He's already fought four times. This yeah. is his fifth fight. It's like, save some fights for us, man. <laughs> like, fucking chill. Awesome. I am a big believer in Tyra. First of all, when he fights, it seems like he has the most disrespectful betting lines of all times, dude. <laughs> minus <laughs> yeah. 1050 against Aguilar. <laughs> minus 800. But... If the clock was 30 seconds more in his last fight, he might have got stopped. And that's the thing, right? That's mm-hmm. the thing you and I really talked about. I was like, whoa, this is a this is a performance where things I don't feel like he got exposed. No, he dominated the fight. Yes. But it's different again when the competition is up there, right? Mm-hmm. It's different when the competition's up there. Fighting a lot. You take a risk fighting a lot. You take a risk fighting a whole bunch. But man, is he fun to fucking watch? And he just looks like a specimen. You know, he just looks strong. He he just his technique is awesome for someone that doesn't train. I'm like, this guy seems like he just has perfect fucking technique. And when you can do that to un- the untrained eye, it's 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 really exciting to like see what he does next. You know, and he's he's smart in that Chires fight. You don't always want to roll to your back to try to secure the triangle early in a round because if you don't get it, it's like jumping to a guillotine. You're stuck on your back now. Yep. He waited until there was like 30 seconds left in the round. Like, okay, now let me try to get this to see if I can do it. Smart. And so I have hope that he learned from the end of that Chires fight. It's like, oh shit, I got to mind my P's and Q's the whole time. Yep. Right. I hope for somebody who is 23 years old that this is a learning experience for him. And you know what's better? Okay. Oh, go ahead. My bad. No, no, no. You go ahead. No, I was gonna say. You know what's better than losing and learning is winning and learning, right? So if he yeah, can, if he can dominate, yeah. When he, if you learning. can win and still have something like, oh, I have to learn this experience. We saw it with another young fighter. I'm not going to think of his name right now, so I'm not going to stop the podcast for it. But <laughs> when you can learn a lesson and still win, like that's that's fucking special, right? Because sometimes yes. you have to get knocked out to win. I mean, to learn. Yes. So yeah, exactly. Like yeah. it's. It's great. Excuse me. It's My 13 year old self, by the way, would be roasting you, dude. Would be just roasting the cracks, but yeah. 36 now um, and mature. 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 Um, 
But yeah, he's not taking on an easy fighter, Carlos Hernandez, right? Yeah. Like he, this is a tough test. And Hernandez nine and two, one of those losses coming to Alan Nascimento, who we'll talk about in just one second. But one other thing that I do want to touch on with Tyra, his ability to recover. Yeah. Right. Because he got dropped by Jesus Aguilar. And we saw Aguilar separate Shannon Ross, who's fighting Hyunsung Park, from consciousness. Yeah. I mean, scary, scary knockout. And he ate that. He got hurt, but he was able to recover and get the win. And so he's passed that test. He's passed the you can't get lazy test. Mm-hmm. Right. Now he's got another. I mean, Hernandez is 30, but nine and two, another similar experienced fighter. Coming for him. Yeah. Can he pass this test? And, and you know, he, no, go I was ahead. just going to say, I saw, I was on the, the message boards on SureDog. Nice. Shout out SureDog. Um, but I was on there and someone was like, oh, should Tyra get a title shot in 2024? And I'm like, God, I hope not. No, that's, I mean, I hope he fights five more times before he gets a title shot. He's 23. Oh, you want him to fight five more times by the summer? Cause apparently that's what he's trying <laughs> yeah, to that, do. <laughs> that's how he do. I mean, he's 23. Um, like, but see, that's, that's the thing is like people, I, I love it. I love it. People are excited, right? They're excited mm-hmm. to see someone. They're like, oh, I want to see him fight for the title, but it's like, you want to see him fight for the title, but are you going to turn on him if he loses? Why this isn't yep. even title talk. This isn't even top ten talk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it's a division where you can build. Yeah. It's not like a heavyweight. You don't have to try to like force these prospects up. You have them. So let let this man develop. Let him get the fights, pass more tests. Cause from what I've seen so far, potential future title challenger. So like let's continue to let him show those other things he needs improved grab or improved stand up, right? The not getting caught, the the not having those momentary lapses. Yeah. Cause I mean, I don't get, I don't get the whole wanting to rush everybody to there's some people like I understand Hamza getting rushed when he was in well, I, I he didn't get yes. touched. He didn't get no. touched and he would kill everybody. I mean, his personality was so huge. Sometimes you have to have those. This guy's mm-hmm. not that guy. He's no. not, not, I'm talking about skill wise. He's just not that guy that you need to rush. But if he keeps showing up like he is, you guys are going to hear us highlight him every time he's shown up. Every time. Not, not just the Japanese aspect of it. It's like this guy's special. He, he looks like a tiny superhero, right? Like he just has that. (laughs) Like, I I don't know how else to say it without like, I got, apparently I got a crush on this guy, but just like, there's something about the way he fights. That's very pleasing to, and and he's not like a, you know, a flashy Anderson Silva type. It's he's a grappling type, and it's just nope. fun to fucking watch. So he's twenty three. By the time he's twenty six, he'll be ready for a title shot. If you know, if, yeah, because if he he's there. not in his prime yet. Dude, that's insane, man. <laughs> and won't be for a while. And and I know calling these people young is like they're twenty three. They're grown, man. I get it, but like I'm thirty six, and it's like this guy has so much time. And yes. when he's thirty, which is seven years from now, he could. That's when he's gonna be the ultimate killer if he decides to keep fighting. And that's yes. scary as shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very scary. And another guy that's scary, Alan Nascimento. And we're highlighting him, even though he's unranked and taking on number 12, Sumadarji. And nice. the reason for that is, first of all, Diego Lima shoot box. Yeah. We have to highlight him, right? Like, we have to. Um, 
He's 20 and six mm. with 16 finishes. Mm. Mm. Ken Flo, he <laughs> finishes fights. Two and one in the UFC, and his one loss is to to Ulenbekov, who's ranked. So he's that level of fighter. And just when you, because he's Diego Lima shoot to box, there's certain things you expect. Yeah. Now, he is a little more wrestling heavy than some of those other guys. You see him shoot for the takedown and really control on the ground. But he still has like jumping front kicks and the kind of crazy weird shit that that you see do Bronx and Felipe Dos Santos and those guys do. Mm-hmm. Just very, very exciting to see him back in the cage. He hasn't fought since January, so it's been almost a year, but just has that. I want to watch this guy fight quality. Yeah. I, I honestly. Yeah. <sighs> Sometimes you don't want to be excited about a camp, but shoot the box is just one of those camps that when you hear it, like mm-hmm. like city kickboxing is one of those camps now too. You know, it's 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 just it says, and and what what I love too is that you're you're talking about another flyweight that's like, hey, let's take our time. This guy's earned the respect of like, no, we're we're gonna see what you got. Like, why wouldn't we? And mm-hmm. he's earned it. <laughs> like, dude, he's earned it. he's so highly respected. In two of his first four fights, he's fighting ranked guys. His first fight in the UFC was against um, Ulan Bekov, who was ranked at the time and is still ranked. So, like, that's what they think of this man. Yeah, And like you said, with a camp, like, I don't know if it's always going to, if there's always going to be a win for Diego Lima shoot to box, but it's going to be a fun fight. Yeah, Those guys do not know how to fight borings. <laughs> Three awesome flyweight fights. You know that there's going to be crazy pace all night. <laughs> so oh, yeah. super excited about that. Um, we also have uh, one of my favorite nicknames, and I know I always say that, but I get to, okay? We have the Iron Turtle. John <laughs> yeah, uh, um, Young Park taking on Andre Muniz. And that is a, it's a big step up for, for the old Iron Turtle there. Oh, yeah. I mean, because he, his last couple of fights... He, you're like, okay, okay, I get it, right? I understand. But, man, Andre Muniz, dude, and actually they're favoring, I just saw the line, they're favoring Iron Turtle in this one, which I get. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, is that fair? Because look who Muniz is fighting and losing to. Go ahead. I, I don't know if your voice can do it, but I can't do it. Craig, I can't do it. Oh, Craig. Uh, yeah, Brendan Allen. I mean, th- we just talked about Tyra learning and growing from his wins. Muniz has an opportunity to learn from his losses against people like Brendan fucking Allen, who we see Mm -hmm. is like potentially the future. So not an easy fight for iron turtle, man, not an easy. This is the guy that snapped Jacare's arm. Oh my God. I mean, just an animal beat Eric Anders beat Uriah Hall. Yeah. I mean, at one point he was, Let's see. He would have been 23 and four with his last loss coming at light heavyweight to Osmond Herzakonov <laughs> before the Brendan Allen and Paul Craig fights. <laughs> so, I mean, that's the level of competition, but the Iron Turtle is just as soft spoken as he is. He's violent. Yeah, there's he something. He's a violent human. There's something almost, and I'm not comparing him to Fedor, but that Fedor quality where it's just like that silent killer, right? Like, mm-hmm. obviously, Fedor is special but he has that quality where you're like 
he almost looks soft and doughy, and you're like, oh, he's mm-hmm. a murderer, dude. Murderer. Yeah. Absolute murderer. <laughs> yeah. What he did to Dennis Tulellan with the elbows to get him to Oof. turn and give up the back, disgusting. What he did to Duryev, who's a, his name is Duryev. He can grapple. Yeah. Okay. You sure? Um, yeah. And so he starts working the body there in the second round to wear him down. And then after he got the Duryev went immediately, you guys know I love it, popped right into the dance. There was no thought about it. Um, it was awesome. Um, but he has that personality too. And you hear people talk about him. All the commentators are like, this guy is just awesome. Like you talk to him backstage. He's just a like good dude. Yeah. But if he, if Iron Turtle, like there's a lot riding on this fight for him because oh, he's yeah. so dangerous. And if Iron Turtle gets the win, you're now on that level of the Brendan Allens, the Paul Craig's like you, you have worked your way into that discussion of top 15 yeah. at a weight class that has a bunch, a bunch of guys knocking on the door. And, and unfortunately, like you can make your way into the top 15, but there's some people in front of you, like Chris Curtis, that's another level test, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> it's, it's like, so this is, this is really good for him to be like, okay, I'm here now. I'm back. I'm back, but we've already seen him fight Craig. We've seen him fight Allen. It's like, okay, you're not there yet. You're not there yet. I'm sorry for Muniz. We're not there yet. So Iron Turtle beating Muniz is like, okay, you're knocking on that door, but you mm-hmm. still have some tests like Chris Curtis. <laughs> you know, yes. like, like I, oh, I yeah. don't want to forget about like that that test. You, you do have to fight the Chris Curtises of the world. You do have to show that. Muniz loses to a Paul Craig and a Brendan Allen, and you can beat those guys. It's mm-hmm. not easy. Like middleweight is so fucking fun for Park to do this. Thirty-two years old. We say it all the fucking time. It's it's your life is stressful after this if you win. Yeah, yeah. yeah you get this this win. You're not fighting Dennis Tlellen anymore. Oh. No, no offense to him. Yeah, but like now you're fighting Ikram Alaskarov. <sighs> you're. You're fighting Roman Kopolov, right? <laughs> like you're fighting all these guys. So yeah. So scary. I mean, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> but but he also he's also that guy that you can tell he's no. like, I I'll fuck everybody up, right? Like Oh yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, his two losses in the UFC, Fluffy Hernandez, where he got choked. Yeah. And then a standing TKO to Robocop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Animal. <laughs> Absolute yeah. animal. Yep. And then our co-main event uh, after all of these smaller weight classes we're slowly working our way up we had middleweight fight we just talked about now our co-main is a light heavyweight uh khalil roundtree who was supposed to fight azamat mertzikhanov last week um is now taking on anthony smith mm. uh which actually from a ranking standpoint is a better fight yeah. for khalil and i actually think overall is probably a better matchup yeah, but Khalil. but but this is by far and away round. Roundtree is the most exciting person on this card for me. Like he's the person I want to see the most. Anthony Smith ain't no bitch, dude. Like no, it, this is such a huge. This is the guy that we talk about. Anthony Smith's the guy that you got to beat to get to that upper level, and <laughs> Anthony Smith still has it in him. He just still has it in him, right? This, Still has the fight for yeah, sure. This fight is actually really, really fun. And with the way Roundtree's been looking, man, I don't know. I don't know what to think about this one. It's it's not an easy fight. 
if he can get past Smith, he's he's in the same boat as Iron Turtle. It's now it's it's a different boat because it's like heavyweight. But after this, Roundtree has a good good voice to be like, give me give me two more fights for my title shot type shit. This is what yeah, Smith well, will do. He called for um either a like a main event, um, I think on his last one and didn't get that. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. Um, but he's Roundtree's exciting because when he's on, he's on. And we talked about it ever since he came back. Um, what was it after the the loss to Pracnia? He's mm-hmm. just been violent. It, yeah. It's been a different level of violence, kind of with the exception of the Dustin Jacoby fight. Yeah. Um, and this, I mean, he he does bad things to people, and Anthony Smith is going to be there for it. It's a it's a test that Roundtree absolutely has to pass because when he's you know, basically he's fought two other guys of that ilk, you know, Paul Craig, which he won back in 2017. Uh, but then he, he got knocked out by Johnny Walker in 2018. Yeah. So when he's had those opportunities, he's faltered. This is, is a big one. It's a test he has to pass and something Anthony Smith needs to do. He has to address the calf kick. Oh my God. Cause it's coming, baby. It's yes. coming. Yeah. Johnny Walker calf kicked the shit out of him. Yeah. So you would have thought he addressed it. Very next fight, Ryan Spann, who's not a kicker, calf kicked the shit out of him yep. again. And so it's just, it's strange. He trains out of Factory X, mm. right? That's where all these little leg choppers are coming <laughs> from with Gutierrez and Martinez. Like these guys, you know, just take people's legs for, for dinner. So it's it's weird that, that he doesn't check those kicks as much. Um, but I, Anthony Smith, also, like, you got to win this. This is a must win on both sides because if you're Anthony Smith and you lose this, now you're not really the top 10 gatekeeper anymore. It might nope. be top 15. Absolutely. And, so, and and he's a guy who, you know, when you look at it, he has, what, four, 55 professional fights. Yeah. It's, 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 so, so that's where the experience, that's why, that's why he can win after getting chopped down, right? That's, that's just mm-hmm. the thing that Anthony Smith has. He doesn't have give up in him. I mean, we saw Anthony Smith, whether you agree with him or not, when he could have said, I got an illegal blow, he could have been a champion of the division, right? Mm-hmm. And and when he fought John Jones, of course, I didn't think he was going to win, but I was like, ooh, this is going to be a tough one for John Jones. That's who Anthony Smith was, who he, who he still has that like mentality of can be. But Khalil Roundtree wins this. He, what, he takes his number eight spot, right? So mm-hmm. now you're number eight. Now you gotta, Now you got to deal with, well... You know, one person that has already beat you, like you said with Johnny Walker, but he's already fighting. But this is a big moment for this is a big moment for Roundtree because he's got a lot of hype around him where it just seems like people are just starting to be like, I really like that guy. Mm-hmm. Right. So like if you can if you can couple that with a win over Anthony Smith, who people just kind of go, kinda like that guy. You know, it's like it's two guys that kind of just get liked. Well, if you do violent shit like standing hammer fist to people on the ground and side kicking people's knees yeah. shit like that like people are gonna like to watch you fight absolutely <laughs> and, and in so, a division that just needs star power and stuff Khalil Roundtree I don't think he's a superstar or anything but he has that I really like that guy and mm-hmm. this division it's, needs it he's different yeah. right like when you hear him talk it's not what you would expect from how he looks at all because you just you expect know. some like hard nosed motherfucker you know what I'm saying and it's just like I mean, he went over to train Muay Thai because he and, and it changed his whole game, you know. And yeah, he's an artist. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, yeah, yeah. 
So gonna be fun. It, gonna it, be it, violent. Yeah, great match. I do kind of wish he would have got the five round. I understand yeah. the Yadong versus Gutierrez being, and you know we always want to see the smaller divisions get shine over the bigger ones. Yes. But I would really like to see because I think Anthony Smith can take him to the fourth and fifth round. I think he has a capability of it, and I think this would have mm. been a fun little test for Roundtree to kind of see what what he's got there. But oh well, yeah, yeah, I I completely agree with that. That's that's the unfortunate part. But maybe you get this win over Anthony Smith, and then you start to get you know maybe you do headline a fight night. Yeah, and, and he already called for it once. Do you think he's not going to say the same thing? Please give me my five round fight. Let me let me train for a five round, and then at that point, it's like just give it to him, dude. Mm. Fight night, yeah. Yeah, and now the headliner of this fight night. Um, back to our little guys. Yes, sir. Song Yadong, number seven bantamweight versus Chris Gutierrez. Ooh, Oof. ooh, Oof. this can be a fun one. And and Yadong's last fight was so good, dude. <laughs> yeah, Yadong. Yeah, <laughs> just get all the giggles out because we're still children at heart. I might not laugh at your voice cracking, but Yadong gets me every time. <laughs> oh, no. <What> was that? <laughs> Pause. Um, and you know, lost to Sanhagen. That's not. That's not. You're not like, oh, you lost to Sanhagen. You suck. And Gutierrez looked really good in his last out- outing against Alatong. Or Alatang, is it Alatang, Alatang? Alatang, Haley. Alatang, okay. Show off. <laughs> um, I thought your voice is gone, dude. <laughs> um, but, you know, so Gutierrez. I'm sorry. <clears throat> oh, my God, sorry. Yours is going too? <laughs> no, dude. So Gutierrez lost to Munoz in the decision, beat, beat Al- Alatang. And I thought he looked really good against Alatang. And, and those mm-hmm. leg kicks really shine in that. This is a big, I mean, we keep, I feel like we're just a broken record. Huge moment for Gutierrez. Huge Mm -hmm. moment. I mean, it's such a jump up in ranking and in competition after the end. And it shows what the UFC thinks about the guy because he does have something special about him. But he, he, you're telling me he jumps in front of the Rob Font that we just kind of saw. He jumps in front of, I don't know where, you know, Figueredo is going to be ranked at. I I really don't Mm -hmm. know where you rank him at, but you got to imagine that. Gutierrez beat Sonya Dong, Figueredo's behind him. You have a former champion behind you with Peter Yan, Marlon Vera, Sanhagen, Cejudo, uh, Marab, Sterling. I mean, you got all these killers in front of you, dude. Once again, little stressful to win this fight. Like, yeah. do you really want to win? Because it's stressful up there, baby. It's, I'm really excited for it just because, like, what Gutierrez has faced in his last two fights. With Pedro Munoz and Alatong Haley is kind of similar, a similar fighter, a guy that's going to pressure, move forward, and has big time power. Yep. And he wilted a little bit against Pedro Munoz, right? Yeah. He got cracked early and then was a little hesitant after that. I want to see what if he gets cracked by Yadong, you know, we got to see what happens because he. He brings the heat. Like that is some legitimate, legitimate power that he's throwing with. One thing that'll be of note here, it was going to be in a bigger cage. Now we're in the apex, smaller cage, less movement mm-hmm. for Gutierrez, which is one of his weapons. I mean, just the Muay Thai from him is so beautiful. Spinning shit. The calf kicks are disgusting. The hematoma that he put on all tongue Haley's leg. Was one of the nastier ones I've seen. I mean, yeah, just disgusting. 
and Song Yudong, similar fighter, pressure, throwing punches. And so I want to I want to see how that works. Gutierrez switches stance a lot. Song does a little bit, but not a ton. Yeah. So is he going to be able to beat up that calf? Song goes for the calf kicks too. Yeah. Like oh, that's yeah. his thing is he has the calf kicks and he's got special power in the left hand. Mm-hmm. And and those are kind of his two weapons. Of course, Hanhagen said it's the hardest he's ever been hit. Oh, yeah. And oh, rewatching that fight when he connects and you see San Hagen's eyes just go big. Like, oh, God. Some people have it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Some people have it. And Sonya Dong has it now. I and I'm sorry to interrupt, but okay. I just have to say, and that San Hagen fight was 2 2 going into round five, or going into round five, but it got stopped. Yeah. It got stopped, um, yeah. Between rounds. Yeah. But it was tied up. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that that that's what I was that's what I was trying to like just kind of wrap my mind around is like this is not this is such a hard fight for Gutierrez. It's just such a hard fight, right? Like yes. and if he shows up for this moment, it really shows how special he is in in, in the UFC's best division. That's mm-hmm. that's that's the problem that Gutierrez has is that he's starting to shine in UFC's best division. Right? Yeah. Uh so who I, I this is this is the rightful main event. This mm-hmm. is the rightful main event because both of these guys can both go on a run separately after this fight, and we could see them two years down the road, three years being like they're a contender for the title. They, that's how talented they are. They're meeting now. I think I think to your point, like who's gonna out calf kick the other? Who's gonna who's gonna impose more of that dam or inflict more of that damage? first or I don't want to say better, but like who's, who's going to get that part. And then after that, it's who can stay at this. I don't know. I think, I think it's going to be a fun ass fucking stand up fight. Well, and song has five round experience. Oh, I know. Yeah. Right. He fucking point went four full rounds against San went into the fifth round against Ricky Simone and pushed, push the pace of the fight the entire time. Yeah. People don't do that to Ricky Simone. That's Ricky Simone's game is to put pressure on people and song out pressured him. I was not as excited for this fight until I started rewatching uh, Yadong's fights. Impressive. <laughs> it just impressive. Like he, what he did to Ricky Simone, his ability to stop the takedown is really impressive. Him working with team alpha male, and when he gets taken down, he gets up immediately. And he has that fight-changing power. One of the things that Pedro Munoz was able to do against Chris Gutierrez that I don't know if Song's going to be able to do, Gutierrez has the big kick game, mm-hmm. right? So Munoz would mirror his stance. Whenever Gutierrez would switch, he'd switch with him. So that way, yeah, he was giving up the calf kick, but he wasn't giving up the big open kick, Yeah, right? It allowed him to get into boxing range and not have to fight at that extended range from a you know opposite stance. And so I don't know if Yudong is as comfortable in Southpaw. Like he switches stance mid combo, like yeah. a lot of guys do now, but he doesn't, you don't see him set up in Southpaw a lot. Yeah. And so, like, is that gonna be the thing where if he can't do that, Gutierrez starts getting the kicks off? I I don't know. Well, and then you gotta you gotta just imagine, and this is so unfair to Gutierrez and the Factory X team, but you gotta imagine that Team Alpha Male has that two that two factors, right? The guillotine and the cardio. 
Or so mm-hmm. like if the, if this is a cardio game, you got to kind of give from from just kind of what we've seen and just the, the, the once again bringing camps in, you got to give it to Song Yadong, right? Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I mean Gutierrez, Factory X, Cody Brundage just uh, power bomb somebody. So maybe maybe he's got <laughs> something new in his arsenal. But yeah, this this is such a good this is such a good like way to end a huge like a huge prospect when i say prospect i mean for like run for a title in the bantamweight division i always love to see these bantamweights fight every single time every yeah because if you dong wins now we're talking about it's got to be top five next has to be has to be has to be you know maybe sandhagen like there there's some fun stuff up there for him but i mean he he really lost his sandhagen yeah yeah that's that's the problem. But, pro- but but two, that's two but, the pro- but the problem is is that you lose to Sanhagen as Sanhagen. Why would I take that fight? That's the only problem. True, I'm not saying true. that I wouldn't want to rewatch it, but Sanhagen's going. I already beat this guy. I'm trying to get my own title shot. You telling mm. me that I got to fight him again and he might get a title? Mm-mm. So maybe Marab. Marab's got to fight somebody. But if yeah. I'm Marab, if I'm Marab, I'm like I. My next fight is the title. Like my next fight is the title. The UFC doesn't owe him any favors because he turned down. Uh, you know, the idea of not finding Sterling. Yeah. But yeah, because Yadon can win this fight and fight a Marab. Gutierrez wins this fight. He hasn't fight a Marab, right? Like he's, yeah. you don't give him that. Yeah. Well, then there's all kinds of fun stuff because then you have Figueredo, you have Rob Font, you have, you know, all these other guys. Umar still needs a fight. Like yeah. there's all kinds of stuff with, there. With Figueredo just dropping his name in the hat now by winning. He brings something. He brings some excitement to like. Let me ruin your plans, right? He just ruined Rob Font's plans, mm-hmm. you know. So, <laughs> well, and the other thing here too is if you're Gutierrez and you get the win, you just fought up. Maybe they make you, you know, you move up, but maybe they make you fight down. Like, there's a lot of matchups there if Gutierrez wins. Oh yeah, him being him being in the mix. He, you're absolutely right. He can go. He can fight someone higher or lower than him because we're we're letting you fight up seven, my guy. Like, yeah. like, do us a favor too. Yep. But he also, it would be good for him to still have to go through that killer's row instead of just going from seven, I mean, 14 to yes. seven to Morabo. <laughs> that would not be yeah, good. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but talking about theoretical matchups, let's go into matchups that have been announced. Nice. So, uh, UFC 298. Ooh, we got a good one at middleweight. Number 15, Fluffy Hernandez taking on Ikram Alaskarov. Ooh, buddy. Yeah. Ooh, buddy's right. Ooh, buddy. Sucks right. if you're fluffy. I know, man. Like, hey, you're 15. We're going to make you fight outside the top 15. Oh, and it's Ikram Alaskarov. And Alaskarov's just like, bring me bring me some heads, dude. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he's a killer. Like, I am very excited for that one. That is, once again, 298. That is February 17th, taking place in Anaheim, California. Um, and then, ooh. We had a couple of flyweight announcements here mm-hmm. on the Mexico City card, mm-hmm. which is uh, February 24th. So a week later, um, the first one, we're going to see him back. Felipe Dos Santos so gave Manuel Cop a run for his money. Yeah, like just want to see this guy yes. fight every week now. Um, and so he's taking on Victor Altamirano there. And so that'll be just violence. I, I feel like speed, pace, and more, and more to his level too, right? Like the Monel mm-hmm. cop was such an ask, yes, and, and 
if first of all, if he overperformed, great for him. If if he performed at his level and he's just not there, great for him, right? Like either thing. But this is this is good to be like, okay, we're we gave you someone that we were kind of feeding you to somebody, and you yeah. showed us that you're special. Let's give you someone that is now your speed. Well, it's like Diego Lopez, Bovsar, Evloyev. Yep. Right, right after that fight, he's like, okay, great, Diego Lopez. Now we're gonna hook you up and like actually let you fight somebody you should be. Perfect analogy awesome. or like comparison. And then I'm never or very rarely a fan of non-title fight co-main events being five rounds. However, the co-main for this card just announced Brandon Moreno versus Amir Albazi. I'll take that five rounds. So when I saw co-main five round, the only time that I'm like, okay, I like that is if you get a title shot next. Right, because yep. because like I do think it's nice, and I'm not a fighter. I I feel like it would be nice if I'm going to run a marathon. I don't want to always be set up for five Ks, right? Like you got to give me something that like close. If this is it, but then does Moreno get a title shot if he wins? You know, I mean the Pantoja fight was close. Yeah, and and if Roy Val wins, if if my man Raw Dog, which by the way. Raw Dog, in an interview with the uh, Morning Combat, with BC for Morning Combat, was talking about his nickname. He said, yeah, whether uh, fighting or fucking, I'm leaving it in God's hands. <laughs> <laughs> nice, dude. Well, yeah, hilarious. My fan. <laughs> yeah, hilarious. Yeah. Um, but, like, Moreno, I'm pretty sure, has a win over Roy Val. He does. So, yeah, so if that, like, if Roy Val wins, Moreno's like, yes, yeah, I deserve it. And also, if Moreno beats Amir Albasi. Like, who else could you confidently say right now would warrant a title shot? I, I'm not saying that you can put someone over him. If Pantoja wins and he keeps the title, then we're mm-hmm. seeing Moreno fight Pantoja again, which it was an amazing fight. But then you're seeing that again. And it's like Moreno has had a lot of redos. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I it's the question wasn't to say that he doesn't deserve it. The question was just like, do they give it to him? Yeah, you know. I just looking though, like everyone else is booked up, or he's fought already. You know, like just Kai Car France wouldn't want to see him fight him. You know, maybe if Moreno wins, you give him the winner of Manel Cop Mateusz Nikolaou. No. No. Yeah, exactly. No. But like that's the next yeah. most deserving. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Amir Albazi is yeah. a bad, bad man. Yeah. And I hopefully he learned from the Kai Car France fight because I thought he lost that fight. Um I did too, is, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody but the judges did. Yeah. But this is a an exciting one. I'm I'm pumped for this one. Um I was I was interested to see who Moreno was gonna come back against. Yeah. And for it to be Amir Albazi, like in Mexico City, yes, please. Yeah, and with, you know, like, it's almost who you have to put Moreno against. So, like, this is this is one of those, like, I feel like you have to have him fight this guy, and they're doing this. Like, I think mm. this is a perfect matchup. Well, and it makes me wonder about what the main event of that card is going to be, because I, I don't think it's a pay-per-view. Are they going to do Alexa Grasso dirty like that again and have her defend the belt on a non-pay-per-view? Well, here's the question. Is it dirty... Because 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll. Hey, she's we, not getting points. Yeah, it's not a pay per view. She's but, not getting points. But on the flip side, can she even sell? So it's uh, True. you know they they might be doing something behind the scenes for her to just be like, people in Mexico want to see you fight live, and mm-hmm. why wouldn't I want to? Let me fight for my people. Hell yeah! Because if we know one thing, Mexican fight crowds are fucking dope. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just dope. So, but great, great yeah. co-main. <laughs> um, yeah, hell yeah. Uh, and then um, somebody that's not on that card that I would have expected to be on yep. the card uh, is going to be fighting March 30th, and that's Lupi Godinez. Um, and she is currently ranked 11th, making a jump up to take on number six, Vina John Jadoba. Not going to say we called it, but uh, we called <laughs> it. Um, but awesome fight. That is, you know, we've talked, we always talk about tests on this show, mm-hmm. but we talked about that with loopy is like, she's been going up and passing all these tests. The Tabitha Ricci test was not an easy one. And, and she passed it pretty easily. Now, Hey, we're going to test out your grappling because John Chitoba is a killer on the ground. Yeah. And this, this is actually really good. I, I am kind of surprised. Maybe she just wouldn't be ready for the, uh, the Mexico card, but, Oh, well, I mean, fun, fun. These are free fights. Well, I mean, Mexico City yeah, and Fight Night, you know. Free fights. Yeah, pay for your ESPN Plus, free. but all, yeah, cannot wait. Awesome cards announced. Anything else on your end? Nah, man, just get your voice better, my guy. I was going to say, I'm going to rest up. Hopefully, <laughs> it's good good in time for the F update. Uh, as always, appreciate y'all for listening. Love and respect. Later.